renewing faith. That is our theme for the month of March. A couple of weeks back, I pulled the phrase apart and focused on the first word in its various forms, renewing, renewal, renew. Today, I would like to begin by breaking it down even further, by zeroing in on just the first syllable in that first word, the piece of the word that is known as a prefix, re. Re, placed at the beginning of most any word, means again. And one re word often leads right into another. Review, to view again. Revise, to view again or review with an eye toward making changes, toward rewriting or reimagining. Remember, to bring a person or experience or piece of information to bring something from our past to mind again. We remember sometimes because something reminds us, and often we use reminders to call something to mind again, to recall what we are supposed to do or where we are supposed to be, to call that bit of information to mind again. I invite you to play this word game at home with one another, thinking of all the re-words you can and then seeing what other re-words follow from them, and also looking for those re-words that may not fit so neatly into this scheme of, again, such as, perhaps, relationship. Though there is a case to be made, but that's another sermon. Bringing myself back to this sermon again, I wanted to look at the re in renewing, renew, to make something new again. Is that possible? Seems like it's only new that one time and after that. I am thinking of my mother who loved to go to garage sales and resale shops. There's another re-word, resale. These items were sold once, and now they are being sold again. I spent many hours as a child following my mom as she viewed the treasures that were heaped on and around card tables and strewn across picnic tables in driveways and yards or sometimes hiding from my mom under the clothes that lined the long, long, to me at the time, long rows of racks in stores known as resale shops. Late spring weekends would often include an early morning circuit of the prime garage and yard sales that were listed in the newspaper, and my mother had marked the neighborhoods that held the most potential for having some good bargains and dismissed those that ran repeatedly with the same old tired items. And names of the resale shops we visited became as familiar to me as the names of my friends. The Goodwill, the Salvation Army, the White Elephant, the Nearly New, and one of my mother's later favorites because of her dark sense of humor, Earthly Remains. 
<laughs> there was something fascinating to me about this whole world and the conversations my mother would have with a friend and her sister, also resale shop enthusiasts, about the items they found. He couldn't have worn this sport jacket more than once. Look at it. It's like new. These people smoked. I'm not sure if you can ever get that smell out of things. This had to have cost over $100 new. Some people have money, I guess. They just buy the next new thing and get rid of perfectly good clothing. This looks like maybe it was outgrown so fast they barely got to wear it. But this one looks like it's been passed down to a few generations. I'm surprised they even accepted this. And what I heard in all these exchanges were stories. These things held stories, even if those stories were highly speculative and based on little hard evidence. Still, it was undoubtedly so that as these things were in a resale shop and had already been purchased once by someone somewhere, it was a fact that these clothes had hung in other closets. These knickknacks had been displayed in other cabinets. This coffee table had been in someone else's living room, and this tablecloth had covered someone else's dining room table. There were stories. Even if we could only guess about the real stories, there were stories about why these things were purchased in the first place and more stories about how they had ended up here. And yes, while it was true that as I grew older, I longed for really new clothing for myself as opposed to nearly new, I also realized that being the baby in the family with no one to pass down to and going through my own growth spurt in early adolescence, that some of my clothes may end up on these very racks with shoppers speculating on why these pants look like they've hardly been worn. And I've been thinking recently of how something found on or beside a card table or on a picnic table in a driveway or yard amid a pick-through pile of other sometimes sad-looking stuff or found in and among the not-always-appealing clothes hanging on the long rows of racks in those stores known as resale shops, how something found there could be instantly transformed by my mother's informed appraisal and enthusiastic pronouncement that this was just like new. And with that pronouncement, I was able to see the thing itself and not be so distracted by the setting or the context or the stigma that came with used items to see that indeed it was just like new. I've been thinking of that in relation to what we do here. The revelations we offer, there's another interesting re-word, revelation. What revelations we have to offer, none of them are new. They revolve, another re-word, they all revolve around familiar Concepts, love, 
of course. Hope, justice, gratitude, generosity, humility, patience, awareness, kindness. Not a one of them is new. They are all, thank God, well used throughout history. And they all carry stories, millions, billions of stories. But when they come to me, when they come to you, when we are reminded of their power and they are held up before us, well, sometimes they can feel just like new. You see, we are a community of re. One of my favorite readings in the hymnal begins, may we be reminded here of our highest aspirations. I need reminding. We come together to remind one another of some fundamental truths about how we are connected and to restore ourselves so that we may work to deepen those connections by nurturing spiritual growth, practicing justice, and inspiring and re-inspiring again and again and again, inspiring joy. We believe that each person carries truth within, but we need to be regularly, another reword, regularly reminded to remember, to recall, and to renew our commitment to practicing what we know to be right, what we know to be the best for ourselves and for our connection to all that is. Now, one may well ask if this is the case, if you Unitarian Universalists are not offering anything new, why the heck are we reviewing, reimagining, and most likely revising Article 2 of the UUA bylaws that includes our principles and sources, a couple of which you heard earlier in the service? Why rewrite it if it is an old truth? Well, to me, it is because sometimes in order to remind ourselves of the truths we have inside, we need to approach them in a new way. To experience them again, we must experience them anew. We need to pull them out from the sometimes well-worn phrases and pull them free from the rack of familiar clothing which with we have adorned them so that we can hold them up to the light and proclaim joyously, this is just like new. Jan Christian writes, perhaps the most important work of our lives is to go back and reclaim what we have left behind, to make it new and to let it make us new. Reclaim. Reclaim. That is the process we are engaged in. Reclaiming so that we can make it new and let it make us new. So we can renew our faith in what is good and renew ourselves by our practice of remembering. The revelations we claim are well used. Thank God. But they can be experienced anew by each of us over and over again. And again, if we practice opening ourselves to that possibility, if we remind ourselves of our highest aspirations, reclaim what we believe in, and remember what is true.
Those early trips to garage sales and yard sales and resale shops made me aware of my connections to other people, which could frankly be unsettling at times. Well, welcome to the world. It is unsettling at times. What I came to more fully realize as I grew older is that brand new items carry stories too. They have been created somewhere under a variety of conditions involving many people and being touched by many hands by the time they arrive on the shelves where I first see them. We pass others every day without feeling the deep connection that is already there, writes Jan Christian. And in spite of all our differences, we share many more things in common. And when we honor those connections, when we honor the similarities, when we risk a change of heart and mind by listening to the other, new life becomes possible. We are connected. We are connected. And though I can say it, think it, and preach and re-preach it, there are those times when the reality of that connection grabs hold of me and fills me and empties me and comforts me and challenges me in a way I cannot describe except to say that the revelation which has been revealed to so many and even to myself again and again that the revelation this time once again feels just like new. And then I am reminded that my highest aspirations are to act from this knowledge, this renewal of my trust in the irrefutable reality and inherent rightness of interdependence, of connection. It is nothing new, but it is nearly new each time it comes alive within a person a family, a community, a culture, a world, each time it takes shape in a relationship. And when it does, when the old and well-used becomes nearly new, well, how can we keep from singing? <laughs> 